0: Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Stella Bergen dives into what you need to know to live your very best life. Stella is an executive coach, personal trainer, performance expert, and life coach. Stella tackles today's hot topics, including nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. In this podcast, find out what obstacles and challenges her clients are facing and how Stella is helping them meet their goals. Join us to find health strategies that work. Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm Stella Bergen. Today we're talking about implementing health strategies to keep you on track. I don't know about you, Stella, but I need to stay on track. I snacked all weekend. How do you do it? How do you stay on track? Yeah, I you know what I have been the
1: I am the lucky person who would consider myself a lab rat for my clients. So, um, it, having this job and helping other people stay on track it has certainly helped me figure out what I need to do to keep myself on track. Right, so. I would say it's it's tough to for most people but if you can come up with a few I don't like to call them rules because most people like hear rules and they're like whoa whoa that's too strict for me but strategies are just implementing some organization to what makes you feel your best but you got to figure out what makes you feel your best
0: first so right like How do you know when you feel good like how do you know when you feel your best yeah that's that it's a tough thing to figure out i I would say
1: most people probably have no idea how good they actually have the potential to feel um but you know you have to remember there are four tenants of health and they are eating to nourish your body moving well and moving often learning how to properly breathe, and getting enough sleep or regular sleep a night. And I know today we're gonna to kind of focus on number one, which is eating and drinking to nourish your body, but figuring out what works to help you feel your best. Um, it can be difficult, but but definitely can be done. So first of all, I would recommend finding a friend to go along this health journey with you um, because it's easier to try things with a friend and discuss it with a friend. So if, if I ask all the listeners out there to answer this simple statement, I feel my best when dot, 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 just start writing those things down first and foremost. So if you can come up with your top three, I feel be- my best when dot, 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 that have to do with what you're eating that is a great place to start. And if you can't come up with a top three, like, you really have no idea, then it's time to do a food log. So if I answer that for myself, I know my top three are, number one, I feel ba- my best when I don't drink during the week, Sunday through Thursday. And how did I yeah. come up with that strategy? Because I know that's going to be your next question. It was. I was
0: ask you that.
1: <laughs> So, um many years ago actually I had a client who was asking for my help and I started asking her a bunch of questions which is usually how I come up with asking my client to impose a strategy uh, is through the the Q a but I through through answering a bunch of questions I figured out that she was pretty much having a glass of wine every single night or two and of course she and I have kids the same age and we we were working and had young children and we both were i was at that point too that i would just live for five o'clock to be able to open a bottle of wine and pour myself a glass of wine so i said what if the two of us made a pact that we stopped drinking sunday through thursday so this was years ago And that's how I stopped. I mean, what happened was we stopped drinking. The first week was a little rough. I had to learn some substitutions. So for myself, my substitutions were green tea or um, sparkling water with lime. So those are my two substitutions. So at five o'clock, I would make myself a green tea. And when I went out to, if I was out to dinner, if I was at book club, I would do the sparkling water with lime. And I figured out that eventually, actually, those things were tasted better, made me feel better. I enjoyed them in many ways more than having the alcohol. So that is how I stopped drinking during the week was really I through a client and that it was trial and error. I tried it, I felt much better. And ever since then, I've had that strategy. It's probably been seven years. Wow. So I know like during the summer, I often get off because I take a fair amount of time off during the summer. So I usually take a good three weeks off during the summer and over the holidays, I'll take two or three weeks off. So during those times, I definitely let myself, I cut myself a lot more slack, but I know as soon as I'm going back to work, boom, back on track. I don't drink alcohol so that's the number one i wake up i, was more say, easily. I bet you sleep better too and i sleep better right yeah. and most people don't realize that that glass of wine at five o'clock even though they're not going to bed for several hours later that for many people it actually they don't sleep as well when they're drinking alcohol at night so once again try it try it with a friend make it make a pact a friend if you are one of those people who drinks has a glass or two of something At night in the evening try it I would say give that a try Um, my second one I figured out is if I just don't eat late at night I feel better for some people that may mean they eat at 6 p.m. and they don't eat anything after we don't eat till a little bit later so for me it's just not eating after dinner so whenever I eat dinner once I'm done with dinner I don't snack I don't eat afterwards. I am guilty occasionally of eating a small piece of chocolate or a date or something, but I really try to not eat. If I've gone out and I don't get home, let's say I've gone to a concert and I get home at midnight and I'm really hungry, I just don't eat. I mean, I just really have made that a you know food rule for right. myself. Um, and my third one is that I really try to limit my sugar intake or processed sugar. So does that mean that I don't have cake on my birthday? No. It's just week to week. I really try to not eat cookies and cake and candy and processed sugar. I eat fruit. I eat dates. I will eat some dark chocolate. You know, trust me, if I'm at Italy in New York, I love (laughs) those chocolates. If it's worth it, I will have it. But... I definitely feel my best when I'm not eating a lot of sweets. So and that's just trial and error. I mean, if you really want to know if you feel better, then cut sugar for 30 days and see how you feel. A lot of it is trial and error. Find a friend. Find a friend and say, hey, would you be willing to go on this health journey with me? I would like to eliminate sugar from my diet for 30 days and
0: see how I feel and write down how you feel, make little notes. So, in essence, you're saying, I need to figure out what makes me feel best.
1: Yeah, so Danielle, how would you answer the statement, I feel my best when dot, dot, dot. Uh,
0: Well, I know that I feel better when I don't drink during the week, or when I drink less, I know that already. Um, I know I snack too much during the day especially when I'm working from home um so let's talk about
1: snacking because I think that's a big one for people actually um I and I know I struggle with snacking too because I often just bring small I would call them mini meals when I'm working because I often work from like 6 a.m to 1 or 2 p.m and then I go back to work like at 5 p.m. So between 2 and 5, I come home, I'm really, really hungry. And I often will eat something, but it's just not enough to make up for, like, the amount of time I've been working and, and eating just a little bit. So I know snacking is a big one for a lot of people. So have you tried to implement any strategies to reduce your snacking or to control what you are snacking on?
0: I have. Mm-hmm. I have I, I've tried many different things. Um, I have had success if I plan it. Mm-hmm. So if I plan to have an apple or hummus and veggies or something like that, and the truth is, the one that works the best is if I'm snacking in advance of being hungry. So that works for me. If I eat before I'm hungry, if I wait until I'm mm-hmm. hungry, then all bets are off. Right. Because then then I eat the apple and then I eat the potato chips or the popcorn or you know so you're basically saying
1: you allow yourself to have a snack a healthy snack before you get hungry to prevent you from snacking on things you don't want to snack on when you get too hungry right yeah so that's actually that's a smart strategy um I would say if I were coaching you I my first rule would be don't buy anything that you don't want to snack on in your house. So remove the food from your house that you don't want
0: to eat. Yes, and there really aren't potato chips in my house. (laughs) I don't know where those came from. I've removed those. The popcorn is definitely popcorn in the house, but um, I'm not usually the one who brings the bad food into the house. Yeah, I understand (laughs) that. And and.
1: And obviously, it's much easier when, when I you go back to my other strategy, which is bring along a friend, <laughs> yeah, or your the people you live with would be great. So, anytime you you create some new um, health strategies, I think it it's you need a supportive a support network, right? So it's great if you can get your family members on board. Um, you know, one of the ways I figured out how I feel my best, um, I started doing the Whole 30, which I, most people who follow me know because I have a mm-hmm. separate Whole 30 Facebook page. And I don't follow a paleo diet, so I'm not advocating for everyone to go out and be paleo. I follow—we've talked about it before—a a more of a vegan right, lifestyle. Right. But through this, through doing the Whole 30, I've actually. A lot of the health strategies I've implemented for myself have been a result of doing the Whole30. I'm I'm actually a fan of doing an elimination program, and the Whole30 is just one type, for people to figure out what they're eating and how it makes them feel. Um, Another way is just to do a food log. So there are many ways. I know a lot of people use MyFitness, I think it's MyFitnessPal. And you can track your food intake through MyFitnessPal. But I often just have my clients do it in a Google Doc. So just create your own little Google spreadsheet. Okay. Because with that, it also allows me that I could go in and modify it or give them suggestions, you know. So it becomes a working document. Right. And what do you put in it? So you really need to put the time of day. Okay. So what time? So let's say, you know, 7.30 a.m. And then I would put what and the amount that you're eating. So it might be half a cup of steel cut oats with a quarter cup of almond milk, one tablespoon of walnuts, one tablespoon dried cranberries, half a cup yogurt, whatever it is. Um, And then you would do that all day long. So, you know, 10 a.m. snack. You know, yeah. half a donut. I don't know, whatever <laughs> people are eating, but, um, and then you want to have a note section at the end. So if you made it a, um, three columns, so one would be time of day one would be the amount and what you're eating. And the last column would be any notes you want to put on how you're feeling.
0: Right. So
1: you would go back in and say, let's say I had coffee and a donut for breakfast at seven thirty, and then it, 9 a.m. I hit a slump. You want to write that in there. You want to put 9 a.m. Energy crashed. You know, you could, you know, you can write whatever, but you just want to take any notes on how you're feeling. You know, for some people, actually, for one of my clients, by having her do the food log, I actually helped her figure out that she was lactose intolerant. And she had been dealing with this, for years to the point she was older, so in her late 70s, and had gone to her gastroenterologist several times trying to figure out if she had colon cancer. I mean, she was really worried. Um, and, And it ended up, I finally, she had done the food log for me and I had noticed that two hours after she was eating dairy she was having severe cramping. And I, um, I said, do you think you could be lactose intolerant? And she ended up going back to her doctor, which is how I would suggest for all my clients to do it. And her doctor agreed, was like, I actually agree. I think you might be lactose intolerant. So then it just became removing the dairy and seeing if the symptoms went away, right? I mean, a lot of this trial and error, I mean, people really have to remember that not every, there's no two people who are just alike. There's no one diet that works for everyone. There's no one way of eating that works for everyone. But what you want to do is figure out what works through trial and error, taking the long way. I hate to say it. Everyone wants to take the shortest path to get to their end results, but you have to be in it for the long haul. And you want to, to kind of go through the trial and error. And when you figure out, I feel better, I feel better when I do X, boom, there's your next strategy. So figure out what works and then we need to implement some structure around it.
0: So what are the top three sort of advice you're giving your clients, in, strategies?
1: Yeah, that. so if, I, if, you, if you figure out what works and you implement structure, I would say if I had to narrow down the structure that I've implemented or that I suggest, that are the top three for most of my clients who I um, go along this journey with them, would be the A, no drinking Sunday through Thursday. And I'm sure some of that is just the demographic that most of my clients fall under, but that would be my number one, is just when people stop drinking Sunday to Thursday, and, and trust me, I get a lot of pushback from a lot of people. But once they go through two or three weeks, they always come back and say, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And I didn't realize, they don't realize like how many calories you're consuming by drinking during the week. Just getting rid of the Sunday through Thursday, you're automatically you know, reducing your reducing, calorie intake. Yeah. So that would be the number one. The next one is going into limiting the refined sugars. Um, And and some of that's getting it out of the house. A, you know, only buy what you need. I would say don't buy cookies, candies, snacks uh, that have sugar. Just don't buy them, don't pick them up at the store. And if you do, if you're buying birthday cake or a treat for your, you know, kids or whatever it is, just buy what you need and what you know they're gonna eat. So when you're ordering the birthday cake, Instead of ordering the largest one, order the one that's just gonna be the small enough. Version. Right, the small version. It doesn't mean that you can't have birthday cake, but you don't want a whole bunch of extra. And that's what I would find with some of my friends, um, my clients' food logs, is that they would say, oh, well, it was my husband's birthday, and I didn't want the cake to go to waste. So they were eating the cake for breakfast for like the next five mornings, right? Just so they wouldn't waste it. So if you don't want to waste it just order what you need i know that's easier said than done um and people can certainly write in their questions if they want to but you, you want to limit what is coming into your house or what you have access to at work or you know even what you're putting in your kids lunch boxes right you really have to kind of control what is coming in and what you are exposing yourself to in some way, you know? So if you can't resist buying a donut, if you're in a donut shop, then don't go in the donut shop. So that my third would be to increase the number of vegetables you're eating each day. And usually what I have with my clients is say, add one cup of vegetables, you know, each day. So that doesn't mean like, so for a whole week, just add, an extra cup of vegetables to your daily intake and that could be you know changing up that normally I have you know salmon and rice and some broccoli for dinner well add a side salad that could be your one cup of vegetables right right? or maybe I normally have a fruit smoothie for breakfast well let's change it up and have a green smoothie for breakfast so doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to sit down with a cup of raw cauliflower. <laughs> it's just trying to now add in more vegetables to your week. So those are really my top three strategies that I often see with my clients, So or ha- ask my clients to, to implement.
0: So why don't we round out with our key takeaways for today? Yeah, I
1: would love, to um, have our listeners try implementing one new strategy every week or two. I think for a lot of people, it takes two weeks to just feel like they mastered that strategy and it's now kind of part of their weekly routine. So, But for some people that they can knock it out in a week, I mean, great, if you feel comfortable that you've got that under control, um, it could be 10 days, whatever it is for you. But within one week to two weeks, try to implement one new strategy. From the answers to your question or to the statement, I feel best when dot, 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 right? So, and if you're really struggling with, I don't know what, where to start, my second takeaway would be do the food log. Either, you know, you you can actually just Google food log and there's a bunch online that you can download. But if not, if you want to create your own then create a Google Doc, becomes a working document. You can go in and change it. If you want to hire a nutritionist to help you or a health coach, then you already have that. You're way ahead of the game. Number three is just what we talked about before is to really make a pact with yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, look at yourself in the mirror and, and own the fact that you are worthy of looking and feeling your best. And in some ways, like we have to accomplish that first. I am worthy of looking and feeling good. And therefore, I am worthy of not keeping this crap in my house. You know, just remove the food from the house, throw it away. I don't care if you think you're wasting money, really, like you're going to pay for it either later with your health or you're going to pay for it now. Just get rid of it, dump it. Don't bring it in and don't have, if you don't want to eat it, don't have it in front of you. So that would be my key, you know,
0: takeaways for this podcast. Awesome. Okay. So this week we talked about how to eat to nourish your body and drink or not drink, if that is the case. How about next week we have, if we're talking about the sort of the tenets of good health, we had eat, move, breathe, and sleep. Which would you like to talk about let's next talk week? Let's talk
1: about moving. Moving let's move next move week? move well
0: and move often. Let's, let's do it. All right, let's do it, as Nike says. <laughs> as Nike says. <laughs> okay, let's tune in it. next week, and um, we will also check email. And if anybody has any interesting, I feel ba- my best when.
1: Yeah, I will. would
0: love to hear people's
1: answer to that statement. I feel my best when, dot, dot, dot. Um, nothing illegal, please, or that you're not willing to share with your mother, but go
0: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, see you next week.